Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspiratement podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective, from relationships, sex, and sexuality to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. In this space, we speak about almost anything, with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Hey guys, welcome to this next episode of Talk Truth, and this is your boy Mario Evan, and I have someone on the show today who I've been really so excited to talk about, talk to, but she doesn't know that. Because ever since I've figured out what she does, I've been very intrigued by all the information she's been putting out into into the universe. And I reached out to her, and she decided she talked to me. So I'm very happy. <laughs> um, Alina, welcome to Talk Truth. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I was looking forward to speaking with you for a long time now. I actually mentioned you to Tammy Chin, and she mentioned you to me, and uh, we said maybe in the future me and Mario could do something together. And there it is. We didn't have That's, to. You're kidding too much. me. No, I'm not kidding you. My mind is blown. Oh, wow. And that's kind of how me and Tammy ended up talking too because I I was looking forward to speaking to her and then someone introduced her to my podcast and then that was history. Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce your last name? Apostol. Apostol. And you know that you're an honorary Jamaican now because you've been living here for how long? Almost seven years. Almost seven years. Well, that's more than honorary. That's that's the next level to honorary. Um, but of course, I want you to tell us first, where were you born and where did you grow up? Because those two places may be different. No, I was born in Romania and I grew up in Romania, in Eastern Europe. Born, I left Romania in my... Yes, I left, I left my country in my 30s and I moved to Ireland for a little bit before Jamaica. Yes. But Alina, you're like clearly under 30 based on how young you look. So that's not comfortable. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it that you left in your 30s and you're probably still, you know, all right, fine. The math doesn't work out. <laughs> and of course, the next question I want to ask you is, I could read out all of your accolades, but tell people what do you do? Mm, yes. Uh, well, it's not easy. It doesn't become easy to tell what I do. I, I mean, in the yeah, last... In the last many years, I've been trying to find a, an easier way, but it's not easy. So I have a background in psych- psychotherapy. I'm a psychologist and I'm certified in family therapy and clinical hypnosis or psychotherapy. And um, because I never resonated with, um, I guess, normal way of doing therapy, uh, and I've always been into mythology, um, from from my love of stories and myth and Greek mythology and mm. everything I read around psychology and deep psychology, Jungian psychology, because that's not what I what I'm uh, certified in. So I'm certified more in a let's say modern psychotherapy, but I'm very drawn to the deep um, archetypal psychology. So when you blend these two together, myth and psychology, deep psychology, you get very close to archetypes or what we call those main energies that exist no matter of, of race and culture and 
no matter your upbringing and your history and your conditioning. So uh, we all have those archetypes within us and that that is translated very well into astrology. Right. So mm -hmm. so continue. It's it's not easy to explain to people. It's not that straightforward to explain what I do. So what I tell them, what I tell my clients and everyone who inquires about, uh, about me and what I do, how I work, I say I'm helping everyone um, with their challenges in the best manner I can. Um, and I use the nature chart in any consultation or any conversation. And that's why I asked for your chart. Um, right. So, so the natal chart does form part of the foundation of where you start it, with your clients. It is my foundation. It is the foundation. So no matter where the conversation goes and what we are talking about, whether it's anxiety, depression, relationship issues, um, someone you know, being uh, in a misty space and not knowing what to do, needing perspective, I always start with the natal chart. And I relate back to the natal chart no matter what we talk about. Because there are two things that, that an astrological or natal chart shows me. First of all, who is the client in front of me? So I, right. see, I see qualities, traits, potentials. Um, I see ways of being. And um, I don't know my clients. Some people, strangers, you know, have sessions with me and I don't know who they are. So I relate back to the chart because that gives me a, a portrait of who they are. But I also see what kind of time they are navigating in this moment because astrology shows the transits, which is what I write every day on Instagram. So the planets in the sky at the car, at this current moment, like the full moon in Libra that we are still into, um, right. is going to trigger something in everyone's natal chart. So right. I get a perspective into what is this person going through because they may go through a big transformation or the need for change or the need to um, delude structures and conventional things and they need to move into some different territory. So I get to see that. And I also know their natural energies and natural traits. Well, that so, leads me to my next question, which is interesting. Even though you've studied this stuff, at what point do you begin to trust it? Because, mm. you know, you can have a feel for it. You can have a vibe for it. I mean, but when do you believe it? I read my natal chart because of the podcast with you and Tammy. And mm. I was mind blown. When I said everything, almost, mm. it was so accurate that it, it made me wonder, why didn't I have this document before? Yeah. And you probably <laughs> had the written report from one of the websites. From our website, exactly. Yes, yeah, so a consultation is, is much more than that. Of course, I'm sure. Yes, uh, it's it's almost like a therapy session. Exactly. Oops, sorry, yeah. and I distracted you. Back to the question, what made you trust, what makes you trust it? What makes you believe that it's real? This is an ongoing process. Even today, I got a message from one of my clients telling me that something happened in her life and she's mind blown by the timing of it. And right. she related back to our last session when I said to her, you know, expect a new job, change of residence, change of country, expect that because that's that's something that I see in your chart. And, you know, people trust me because of who I am and because they work with me, but they don't necessarily trust the method because they are not astrologers. So right. she was writing to me how how accurate the timing is. Because I mentioned April and we are like you know, almost in April. Right there, yeah. And she's been asked 
to go to an interview for this job that just popped up in a country where she wanted to live in forever. And, you know, it just came up. So I have these examples almost every day. And every time I have a session or a follow-up sessions with my clients, they, they come back with the things that I said before. And they, right. they, in a way, reassure me that what I said is true. I don't remember everything I say because I work with hundreds of people and I really literally cannot, my memory doesn't work like that. I'm more experiential right. than, I'm, I don't retain I'm right. more of what happens in the moment and how we, we, you know, what, what happens now between me and you in this session. But I don't remember if I meet you three months later or six months later, I can't remember what we spoke about. Which is probably good for the client <laughs> sometimes. So they, well, they well, tell I mean, me, they, they reassure me that I did a good job by, you know, whatever I said made sense and that happened in their life. But I right. don't, I don't, I haven't studied and I haven't trained myself in predictive astrology. So I do psychological astrology. I'm not one who can, who can predict events and specific events. I speak about energy. So I use the word change, but change can mean many things. So right. when I have a conversation with someone who is not a believer, I tend to say, well, you are right. I mean, why would you believe? Even I speak very generally about someone's chart and someone's transits in that moment of time and in time. And um, I, I don't necessarily, I, I translate, I don't know if I believe, but I translate because I don't know how life and that person are going to interact and what's going to happen from that. I do believe right. there, there is a choice. I don't, I don't believe in fate. So I don't believe that what I see in my chart or my next six, 12 months transits, I, I expect a certain type of energy, but I don't think I'm fated to go through something. I think my consciousness is able to choose how to navigate that energy. But on a, right. a very archetypal level, I know it's about change and transformation and purging and novelty and structures and foundation, depending on what kind of planet aspects what in the chart. Well, you've said some important things. One, one you removed the fact that your practice is not predictive. And I like that you keep referring back to the chart. So the chart is the foundation. Um, how much does the psychology tie into it? Oh, I the wish I could. The traditional psychology, I guess. I wish I could measure that, but like every other psychologist out there who works who works with clients, you don't necessarily know when that. Right. Get so integrated in who you are that you know you can't distinguish anymore. So I'm not sure how to respond to this question because I think I'm all the time doing psychotherapy, even if I speak about right, right, you know right. the, this full moon and what it represents. I think I still go into the psychotherapy mode or or um, vibration because that's my outlook. Uh, right. I, they're always blended, blended from your perspective. Yes. And I do say well, that fact, I'm biased. Question. Yes, go ahead. You're biased today? You're biased today? To, to my, to, or to my therapeutic side. So, right, you right, know, right. I do tell my clients that if you go to a different astrologer who is trained in a different method, like very traditional, who doesn't read and has no... Um, collaboration of thought with psychology and deep psychology they may interpret this in a different way 
the archetype in itself, a planet right. in itself, it's not going to change. So I'm if I talk about Saturn, I talk about structure, and anyone in the world is going to talk about structure. However, I see it psychologically and another person who never studied psychology, but they are an engineer or they are a male or they are born in Australia. And not, so we are all biased. And I do tell my clients, this is what I do. Right. This is who I am. So if you want a different approach, if you want someone who tells you what to do, go to someone else. And I do have clients like that. I do have clients right. who are not really interested in inner work and introspection and you know that kind of work that is required under any astrological transit. They don't want to hear about that. They just want to know, when should I sign those papers? When should I launch the business? What should I do there and there? And I can tell them that. I can tell right. them that, but right. I don't believe so much in that, in that specificity as much as I believe in, right. Right. you know, why, like, why is it important for you to do this now? So hopefully that will help your clients to filter themselves and don't, don't type that attract to your style will come, will come your way, hopefully. Yeah. And I do a selection. I don't, I don't work with everybody. I used to do that with years ago with every, no, I don't work with everybody anymore. It didn't work in the last, the last two, three years, really, I guess with every practitioner, you know, you, you develop your method and you, you have confidence in who you are and what you deliver and you don't want to spread yourself too thin, I guess. So no, I don't work with everybody. Yeah. I have I have a conversation before. I have you know I we exchange messages. I ask them why do you want to see me? What's your goal from this session? Oh, you know some people say my friend recommended you, so I have to see you. Yeah, but I need you to think about it before I see you. You know, no. I, if I don't if if you don't know anything about me, you know, if you don't read my post, if you don't know my language, if you don't see who I am, then we, we are wasting your time and your money. If you know, you have to know who you are coming to. Yeah. So it, it it's a I totally agree. Yeah. You wanted to say a fun. I have a fact. question for you, which is going. To, I I wanted. It's actually it's not a fun fact. It's tell us what when your birthday is and what sign you are. It's 22nd of October and I'm a full Libra, although I'm born in the last day of Libra. <laughs> but when I was born, I was born under a Libra ascendant. Mercury was in Libra on my ascendant. The sun in Libra next to Venus, Saturn and Pluto all together in Libra. So I'm a super, super strong Libra with five planets, six, almost six with the ascendant. Yeah, so you know that I was kind of disappointed I wasn't a super Libra because I am a Libra as well, and and I I think when I checked I'm I'm like two out of three, but you you'll tell me soon because we're going to apparently discuss my natal chart. But we, before we get there, <laughs> um, you know I have so many random questions for you based on what you do, and this is more from a professional perspective. How do you create that boundary between work and life? Because when you're someone who feels energies, mm. I mean, fine. All right. If I come to you as a client, I'm your client. So fine. You're going to be therapeutic or whatever to me. But let's say you're out on the streets, you're in a coffee shop and there's somebody nearby you and, and somehow you guys interact. What happens in, for you with your kind of sensibilities? So I, I don't think I ever turn off that 
sensitivity or sensibility. I don't think I ever, I don't think I'm, maybe when I'm with my sister, maybe Mm. when I'm with my closest family, my sister and my mom. Yeah, when Mm. I'm with them, I'm not the astrologer or the therapist. I'm definitely not. I'm me, (laughs) whoever me is. But any other time with my friends, with my clients, out on the road, in a coffee shop, with my partner, um, I I can't turn it off. So I I feel it, I see it, I translate it. Like even if I'm by myself in any kind of any environment, I'm going to, my brain naturally translates the energy based on the um, on the astrological space. I'm I I know we are right, in. right, and even and even then you wouldn't have all the information of a birth date, a time, or a natal chart, but you just go off of instinct, right? Yes, and I'm usually right. Like even if I see someone, <laughs> even if I see someone how they eat or drink right. their coffee, I yeah. I I get I get information from that or how they speak, how fast they speak, how I always get a lot of information and I don't, I'm not in, I've never been one to jump on people with what I do because it it takes energy off me. So I conserve my energy a lot when I'm not working. Um, But I mean, nowadays Jamaica is, and Jamaica is so small. It's very hard for people not to know what I do and who I am. Like the other day I was in a grill on the beach and this lady just came and and she's not even Jamaican, but she has friends that know me and they speak about right. me. And they said, you know, I follow you on Instagram. You are the astrologer. And we are like on a beach, you know, I'm, I'm in my swimming suit. You never see me on a, you know, like right, you could right, have been right, wrong. Yeah. But right. so it's kind of, it's by default that I am doing it all the time with whether it's a stranger or a friend or I, my friend, my friends don't know the limit between my friend, I don't think my friends know me outside of knowing the astrologer and me or the therapist. And that's sad. Right. That's very sad because <laughs> I, I, when I call a friend for something personal, I say, in this moment, I need you. And I'm not a therapist and I'm not a psychologist and I'm not an right. astrologer. And please right. do not bring any of that because I need you to hold space for me right now. Yeah. You know, so. That must be tricky. But I'm guessing by now you have some people who know yeah. how to to respond to you in these ways yes all right well based on the services that you offer i wanted you to tell me a little bit more about kind of what that looks like maybe not for all of them but the website describes adult and child psychotherapy systemic and family constellations and astrological counseling Mm -hmm. so if i was to throw a scenario at you tell me what this would look like um let's do one that's family maybe relationship based a couple comes in Mm-hmm. and um you need clearly would need more information but let's say you have a libra and a taurus or something like that they're coming in for i guess couples therapy and you've decided mm-hmm. to receive them what kind of journey would you take them through of course depending on the issues they have but paint a picture for me of what that could look like okay so i i'm, I'm one who doesn't believe in compatibility so you ah. know those sign compatibility and I, I don't wow. believe in it. Yes. Wow. That's so that's, a good start. that's the main thing that I, I I don't necessarily tell that to people, but I have to tell right. you that because most yes. most I guess most people who most think people about feel astrology. Like they are, yeah. Right. They yeah. Do. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I I 
I mean, come on, relationship. You are Libra. You must know that relationships are so complicated and so complex. <laughs> yes, I, I think even this whole thing with astrology and us trying to put science together, compatible science, is just a way of of labeling things so we can make it right. easier. Right, like everything in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I don't believe in that. So then I don't care about their signs. I want to look right. at their chart and I want to look right. at how the chart interacts one with one another. So me and you today, we, you know, we put the charts together, my chart and your chart, and we can right. see our areas of strength, where you help me grow, where I help you grow, where you keep me stuck, where I keep you stuck, where is tension, where, you know, so we can see all of that when the two charts are together. But what's right. most importantly for me in couple therapy, I look at the relationship chart. So there is a method that puts the charts together and yeah. there, a, a third chart is being created and that is the chart of the relationship and that tells a different right. story than the story these two people are going to tell you because right. in couple so charts of the individuals and in charts of the relationship yes so the mm -hmm. relationship is going to show me what that relationship the relationship chart is going to show me the needs the impulses the everything that is constellated with these two people but from the point of view of this third energy and people don't yeah. think about this energy when they are together nobody thinks about our maybe libras think because they are so into relationships yeah. and partnership but most people think about themselves and what's in it for me. And, you know, if you are very compassionate, you think about your partner also. But mostly people don't think about the third entity, which is the relationship. You know, so they right. don't think strategically like that. But then when I see something in a relationship chart, even a transit, like some, for example, let's say the moon of the relationship, which is feelings, emotions, is going through a Pluto transit. So that means that this relationship, no matter what these two people are doing independently or together, the relationship is going through a huge transformation. So who they were, you know, a year ago, it's not who they are now and they can't be who they were a year ago. So Right. And that's this is part of the relationship transit. Just define a transit for me before we move on. A transit, a, transit? a transit is the aspect or the relationship that a planet in the sky in this current moment is making, is establishing with something in our chart. Okay. okay. So, right. you know, we had the full moon or we have the sun in Aries and the sun in Aries is doing something to your chart, to my chart, to everyone. Right. No, so and that in, effect will be on in, everybody. Yes. Yeah. So in your case, you have Aries in the 12th house which is the area of the unconscious where you are uh, withdrawing and retreating and where you go to heal or to be more introspective. Right. And for you, all these Aries season until the end of April is going to be about bringing light to areas that are hidden, that are maybe unconscious, maybe more of dream world or dream work. Uh, being right. not so seen and visible, so it's like retreating for you, because that's for mine. This is based know. on my chart, right? It's based on your chart. So and that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> but but I've been feeling that way for a long while though. But that's a whole other story. But yeah. yeah, I think yeah. As you are, so continue. So that's mm -hmm. so when I do therapy with couples, um, it's very complex 
but the, the couples they don't need to know these things i know right, them right. and if you they are them. yes if they if they are my clients and they will work for we've been working together then they develop some language so i can speak with them about it if they are interested and they don't know anything about astrology i may tell them but if they are not interested and they don't want to get in that into that because they have their own thing going on i am going to right. translate everything i see in a way in which helps them understand what's right. happening in in that moment in time for them or for their relationship so right well, um, i realized that you said you said and, that the the signs yeah don't have necessarily compatibility but you look at the charts are yes. there ever incompatible charts or there's always a way to work through i think there is a way to work okay. through and uh, what's happening we usually attract people we we enter relationships with people who who are going to trigger something in our chart so um let's say me and you are in a relationship we are very compatible you know same sign you have Taurus ascendant that works with me because I'm a Venus, you know, strongly Venusian. However, uh, my Pluto is on your Saturn or your Saturn is on my sun. So we develop a sort of power dynamic between me and you. Um, sometimes you act as a father figure. Sometimes I act as a destroyer. Pluto is a destroyer. Mm -hmm. So you see, we can be extremely compatible, but then if one of my planets trigger something in your chart and vice versa we tend to go in that zone a lot and couples do that so it requires a lot of consciousness to not project and not right like almost roll with the energy and take yourself right. back and look at what's happening and you know if you don't know strategy if you don't know therapy or if you don't read and you, you're not aware, if you're just a, you know a simple person doing its own thing, and nobody's there to open your eyes, it's it's very hard to understand what's going on. And I guess maybe in even more layman terms, you're almost trying to avoid the trigger point areas. With, with if the you knowledge. can, if you can, right? If you, can. I mean, if you have the knowledge, I don't think you can avoid it because you are yeah. aware. <laughs> exactly and it's never about the partner it's always about you and your past and your relationship with your parents and what's happening you know what's been happening for you in your first let's say 15 years of life but then it's getting projected on your partner and this wow. can can happen with a boss for example or with anyone with a with a child i i work a lot with parents and children yeah. probably the same volume of work i get from parenting issues i get from couple issues so it's not like i have more couples than parenting right stuff. right right um but what what is good is that the parents that come and work with me they are very open to my view on things yeah. and there are charts between parents and children that are very let's say incompatible like it's very very hard to blend these two energies right. and it's also hard because a child you cannot ask a child to change its natural ways yeah and the more you try to condition them they rebel especially if you have a a child with sun uranus or aquarius ascendant with pluto on the ascendant like these these children or these people are not going to obey rules are not going to fit in are not going to you know so it, 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 it so certain parents don't want that they want 
Right, especially, and that's where culture culture ties into things yeah. a lot as well too. Exactly. How, how do you feel about how religion intersects with all of this? And I'm, I'm saying religion loosely. I didn't say Christianity. I want to say religion. How does religion intersect with this based on what you know? So I never had a problem. Like I never had people um, who came with that um, statement right. or that view. Um, right. And... Uh, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, if they're I leading, if they're leading, if they're leading with Christianity, then maybe this is not the style it's of not for them. them yeah. right? So, exactly. so they avoid me. I know I don't necessarily <laughs> avoid them, um, but I don't. I never had that problem. I had yeah. more. Uh, the problems that I that I get are more from um, this professional level, uh, other psychologists and other peers. Ah, yes. Not just in Jamaica, but also in my own country. Like yeah. two years ago when I went to Romania to renew my license, um, I added in my CV, I did a master's with, in cultural astronomy and astrology. And yeah. that's the only academic program in the world, in, 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 in England, in Wales. Nobody else does it at that level. So nobody else looks into everyone, every culture around the world and their relationship with the sky and their mythology and history and religion. And nobody looks into that. So I did this master's and I added it. So the person I was, I had the interview for the licensure. Um, they were like, what is this? Why did you put this yeah. here? Astrology? You know, what is this? And I said, well, this is a master's, you know, like this is an academic program. Yeah, but yeah, this you know that's not okay. And I said, well, it is okay for me. Yeah, so, I, and, so they yeah. barely gave me. They barely renew. Uh, and they they actually there were there was like a panel of five psychologists, and they talked between themselves. And I felt so like I felt so not okay with all of that. Right, you know? right. So it's not necessarily a religion that I that that comes at me from right. a perspective of um, this is not okay. What to do? Is There's not okay. professional judgment as well too, which is yes. interesting. I didn't yeah. think about that, but that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, some people don't recognize it as as no. um yeah as valuable, significant, right? They don't. And when when you when I speak about astrology as being the oldest way of doing psychotherapy is the oldest, you know, thousands of years old practice of therapy, of counseling. You know, people yeah. look at you and like, what are you saying? Well, it is the foundation of everything from politics. You know, the state and everything in politics is modeled after the myth, the myth of yeah. even the myth of creation, not the Christian myth of creation with Adam and Eve, but any other myth. That speaks about, yeah. you know, the existence of Earth and the God sky and the pantheon of the Greeks, for example, or any other culture. Right. So, um, but it's well, not... I think... Yeah, I'm not... I'm, yeah. It's not my uh, purpose to open people's eyes in that way. I don't, I don't align with that purpose, so I don't get triggered or I don't go in those, into those conversations. Right. Well, I think now might be a good time to talk about some natal charts. <laughs> How about we transit into natal charts? All right, so we we have my natal chart. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a proud Libra. I, I'm not <laughs> discussing my year of birth. Alina and I spoke about this, but I am October 9th. 
Yes. And I'm going to hand it back over. And I was born at 7.45 p.m. in St. Andrew, Jamaica at mm-hmm. University Hospital. I'm handing over to Alina. So now I'm looking Take me anywhere you want. Let's talk about the value of the natal chart yes. using me as an example. And yes. you too, I think, because you know yours inside out. Yes. I, um, I'm looking at your chart right now. And I see, I start with the ascendant, which is the moment of birth. And that's why it's very important when anybody goes to an astrology, they have to know the time of birth because the, the, mm-hmm. the, the ascendant or rising sign is being given by the time of birth. And your uh, ascendant is Taurus. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And that means the ascendant is the way we navigate life, is how we drive through life, is the pathway the style we go through life and as a Taurus you are motivated and driven by pleasure and pleasure can be anything the pleasure of senses so um, nice clothes nice environment nice car nice things beautiful things yes um, and Taurus also shows that you start because the ascendant is how we start things. You start, I call, I would call it in a very, you start sensible things. You don't start for the sake of doing something if it's not yeah. sensible enough for you. And you may take longer than you know other people or other signs to start something because you have to make sure that particular project or or situation you get into or relationship is <laughs> makes sense. worth or you know it, it, you you are not someone who would jump into it that's for sure yeah and you take your time and sensibility and when i say se- when i say sensible i mean it's almost like a practical pragmatic functional but also pleasure oriented combination all of these things are being assessed even unconsciously by you or your soul your higher being in determining if this is for you or not whatever that is in contrast with that your moon is in gemini and the moon i said it represents our emotions feelings how we react to anything in life how we react without thinking so it's like a more spontaneous uh, way of of participating with life and in gemini as much as your taurus ascendant takes its time and evaluates things gemini moon reacts spontaneously i would say to anything from the environment so it's almost like you are uh, imagine five bulbs uh, being lit in the same time and you don't know where to go and where to look (laughs) and what to you know what to touch and so it's like this variety of stimuli that create your emotional life and your reactions to life it's like a lot of a lot of it is happening in relation to the environment so it's not happening by itself yeah it's always in relation to someone something a project something you read something you hear about so moon in gemini likes to hear the news to have many friends from different places adapts very well is very malleable um and i would say in terms of your emotions, you also um, intellectualize them first, mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. don't feel them, 
Right. You, you rationalize them. Rationalize you, you, them. Yeah. you bring an idea to translate what you are feeling. You label, you need words, you need to talk about them. And if it gets too much, like, you know, we all go through certain things in life that um, that is going to surpass our natural ways of interpreting life and, and reality. If it gets too much, then it may be problematic for you with that air Libra and Gemini to navigate emotions. But you do have some Scorpio in you, so that may help. Yeah, you do have a little bit of Scorpio that can help with 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 going deep in the underworld when things this get is interesting too, too it, high. It, it, um, it, kills, it kills all of the traditional horoscope mm. um, associations that I had. So in, immediately when you say certain signs, they trigger certain thoughts that I associated with them. But when you take it to the natal chart level, you really can't just pull one sign and a list of character traits because the, the interaction is so much more complicated yes. than and just all, saying... It's yeah. all about interaction. It's not about the signs independently. Exactly, individually. And I think that's so, how most people view this traditionally. And, that, and that's the... Re- that's what the report gave us because you know everything is computerized and we get a report about our chart but the report right. doesn't really speak about the relationship how 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 your ascendant works with your sun or your your moon or how your mercury in scorpio is going to help your moon in gemini to process feelings or right you know. right right um so I mean, yeah i can't i can't really say i've disagreed with anything that that you've said really but what what in in my estimation of it all i would say is that i think as we get older and as mm-hmm. we evolve i think the degree to which some of these things exist may change mm-hmm. so as i hear some of them i can relate to them they resonate with me but at the same time i feel like for me some of them have shifted a bit and and every time we go through a major transit that that happens because the way we express that energy has to shift. So yeah. you had, for example, in your case, in the last, in 2019, mm-hmm. April, May 2019, for about, let's say until, until the end of 2019, you had a major Uranus transit to your ascendant. This happens once in a lifetime. So something in your life path shifted completely in 2019. Uh, relationships probably shifted something in your mindset, how you think about things may have changed from what used to be conventional to what maybe you would have called unconventional. And in the Mm -hmm. same, maybe not in the same time, but immediately after that, like to 2020 and even now in 2021, there is a huge transformation around your vocation in your career. So I'm not sure if anything is happening right now in terms of career in your life like a, a, a purging of something and a, a, it's almost like I'm a rebirth doing like a rebirth eh? well oh. i feel like maybe that's gonna happen soon but let's see <laughs> yeah. yes. oh wow all right well this is very interesting um tell me a little bit about the hypnosis part of all of this so hypnosis is something I did because I resonated with 
the person who created the method, which is Milton Erickson. And mm -hmm. he had he had this view that no matter what the client gives, so first of all, he doesn't see he didn't see patients, he saw clients. So, you know, it, depending on who you are talking with, a psychologist may refer refer to 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 the client as patient. I never refer to them as patients. I refer or or as ill people or I refer to them as clients. So right. um in a time where where everything was about in this field, everything was about illness and lack and it was seen as problematic. Milder Erickson was the only one who didn't see it in that way. And that resonated with me. So he shaped a lot of my thinking, not in not only in terms of my career and my vocation, but in terms of how I see life. So he's one of the people right. who influenced my thinking a lot, Milton Erickson, and he is considered the father of clinical hypnosis. He was a psychiatrist, but he developed this you know, method of trance and hypnosis, and he applied it to any problem his patients were having because he was dealing with people who were hospitalized and, you know. So um, I went and I studied that because it was the only thing that aligned with my values at that moment in time in my 20s. Um, right. And I didn't change too much. I didn't drift from that. And more and more, the field of therapy goes into that direction. But still, you are. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely shocked to go to a conference where there are, you know, maybe a hundred of schools of therapy, and they all get together, and there are workshops, and and still there are still people who who see someone with with a symptom, and they see them as ill or as you know problematic when from my perspective right. if that person is born with sun pluto or sun neptune even better you know let's say they have sun or moon neptune that person is going to live anxiety every day of their life but is it anxiety or is it something else right you know right so if there are two layers that in a way make me feel fringe in this world of therapy there is definitely the astrological level that i cannot i cannot forget i can like i cannot stop that from my mindset you right. know so right. when i see someone even if i don't know their chart i cannot i can feel the archetype i know if that's a strong neptune or a pluto there or something like you are born with sun pluto and you are a very intense person you know, yeah. And we can we can go into the shadow side of that a lot, and you know it can make you very problematic. I'm a sun sun Pluto person, and you know there are certain people who, you know, we may be even put in if I, we both me and you we can get the label of um, what's that label? Um, not depressed, but. Um, Oh, it doesn't it doesn't come to me right now when Where someone hysterical, hysterical, hysterical. Okay. Yeah. So we can be called hysterical. So, you know, if just looking at your chart and, you know, I know my chart and if we go and we do all the 
psychological test and something they may call histrionic we may be both histrionic so we may have a you know disorder we may have a personality disorder why because we have traits like intensity depth we can't deal with anything unless we go very deep into it we can become very obsessed with different things so uh, both me and you when we are studying something or thinking about something or when we are actually invested in something we merge with that particular thing so we can be be, we we become compulsive about certain things right you know know what's interesting about that that i think maybe one or two people in my life have ever used the word intense for me and I find that in our culture, especially in Jamaica, when you are, if you're polite or pleasant or that, that those two things really ever they go together. They don't go together, yeah. Because they don't see you as intense because you are so polite. Yeah. I always tell people, I think my interpretation of it as maybe my layman interpretation, I always say to people that I'm a really nice person, but I say I'm a very serious person. Serious is the word I always use. I say I'm, a very, I say I'm serious about life. I'm serious about morals. I'm serious about principles, which I think can translate as intense if you get close to it. But I think if you stand far away from it, it just looks really nice. Yeah. But as you get closer to it, you realize it's it's really deep, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this this paradox, so you are born with the, the Libra planets, which are, you know, they're very courteous, very right. serious and very principled, but very courteous. Your moon in Gemini gives the vibe of understanding and adapt, being so adaptable. So you can speak with anyone, you know, any any person from all, all over the place um, right. on their language. So they, they see you as very easygoing. And then your Taurus ascendant makes you quite chill. Like you are, you are someone, you are chill. You know, you're not going to yeah. do. But when people live with you, when they actually live with you, <laughs> Yes. They, get they, see, they, they get to see. They get to see the other sides of your chart that are. I mean, it's not like it's not like not you hidden, are, but it's yeah, not, not visible to the outside. They are not visible to the outside easily, right? So yeah. you know, you are going to be con- considered very serious or very profound or very deep because you do need more stimulation than others. Right, 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 right. You know, and maybe, I mean, I'm a woman, um, and it's maybe I'm, again, I'm biased because I'm a woman. Maybe it's harder for me to find men or even even women who can come with me where I go, you know, like in my own, you know, in my own universe. It's not easy to, to, to be my partner in any journey i take you know because it's deep it's it or or it's just different you know but i i bet that if you are in your own element and someone lives with you you go into your journeys too and you know sometimes you may need to go there by yourself because you know (laughs) it may be too much for certain people maybe too much for somebody else yeah Yeah. i know what you mean but we um, all we all have these things. It's not like someone has it more than others. There are there are certain people who are very lucky to you know like sometimes I see these charts and I'm like oh god I wish you know I ask them I ask my clients tell me more about your problems because from how I see your chart like someone born with Sun Jupiter probably their their problem is that they are a bit too bombastic but they stay they have it good because Jupiter gives that right. that optimism and that. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, positivity that you with Sun Pluto, me with Sun Pluto, we don't have that as much as we try to leave that, you know, and someone with Sun Jupiter right. or Sun on the Ascendant, you know, someone who is always, always surrounded by this aura of light and, you know, they stand out. And I mean, there are certain things that are so, they are mind blowing for me, knowing the chart to see that in, in people, you know, and I do right. wish really, I would have yeah. more of that sometimes. Right. But it would be boring if we were all the same, right? <laughs> yeah. And we are not, we are not. And, and astrology not. shows that we are not. Right. And it was yeah. intended to be that way. Would you say that you're aligned with your profession? I don't know. I, I think I have these thoughts every day. How did um, you end up there if you if you aren't? But yeah, tell me what to, uh, share with us a few of your thoughts on, on your personal alignment. Is so this I, a I'm not session? sure. Yes, I'm not sure if this is my, that's the other side of my chart, which is Sagittarius. So I'm not sure if I'm sabotaging myself. I think my Libra planets would be very happy with what I do. Absolutely. But yeah. those Sag energies, I have more Neptune, uh, Mars, Neptune. It's almost like I long for something that I'll never have. And this is a lesson in astrology because anybody born with Neptune close to one of their personal planets, they are longing. They are just a longing, you know, and that can sabotage a lot their dynamism and their actions here on Earth because Neptune is not an embodied planet. So I'm always longing and I, I, there is a part of me that I have to ground, you know, and come say, say to myself, okay, now, now be more pragmatic, stay grounded, don't go with the fairies, because that can trigger a bit of, I, it's, it's a subtle feeling of disappointment. Disappointment, maybe even regret maybe regret although i'm that sad in me does things like the will is very strong so i do do things right but there there is almost like a it it it, it can't i don't know what it is but it's that neptune that makes it very foggy very misty and it's a longing of something that you know if i if i focus too much on it it takes away from from the 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 realness of my life and the real purpose and the real like I my clients remind me of my purpose because they they do validate me a lot and they send me those texts and different things but if I would not have that and I would just be by myself with my own chart and my own feelings and thoughts I may drift into a space that tells me I'm lo losing my time. I'm wasting my time. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's, oh, wow. that's yeah, strange, you know, that that's strange because I am doing what I'm supposed to be. I, I am doing like when I'm doing, I am, I am me. I'm not doing something because I put on a suit and I'm doing that, you know, like I am, right, right, I right. am leaving so what it's, I'm so doing. It's authentic. It's authentic. It's authentic. Right. It's authentic. Interesting. And in the same time, it's like, is this everything? Like, I know there, <laughs> yes. you know, I know there are other things that are going to happen, but am I really helping anyone? Like, so I have, for me, is this yeah. conflict, this internal conflict of, and, and this is Neptune. 
Let me see where you have your Neptune. You have your Neptune in the eighth house of healing, speaking with your sun. So you have sun, Neptune too, speaking with your Saturn um, and your moon. So you understand a little bit of this because your structures and your foundation may be eroded by this Neptune. So there is something, so you can relate to this. I'm telling you how it applies to you. There is a, mm -hmm. almost like a tension between you being strongly pragmatic and grounded and functional and doing things in detail, like detailed work, and right. something that clouds that structure. Yeah. So <laughs> you have a square. You have a square between <laughs> Neptune and Saturn, and there may be almost like a conflict. Conflict is the right term, uh, but it's most mostly internal and. Yeah. Um, you know, you you have to learn how to navigate that, but that exists how in you. How to balance that, huh? Yeah, yeah, very yeah. It's, it's interesting. For anybody who is a regular person, who has a leaning to sound astrological stuff, where would you direct them to find, mm. like, the real stuff? Yes. And not the fluffy newspaper? Yes. And it's so dangerous. Oh. It's so dangerous nowadays. With, with social media and the stuff that you see there. Yes, Most anyway. of the things on social media are crap. Most of them. <laughs> like I, my, my good friends, they post different things on their stories and I, right. I reply to them and I say, be yes. careful because this right. full moon in Libra is not about that. Right. So it's not right. about, a, a full moon is never about releasing. It's, it's about seeing so, you know, right. people don't, they are not trained in the, in the astrological language. They have people who write about it. They have no training. And, and, you, and they may not write accurately. They don't. Yeah. They never do. Yeah. They never do. And, and um, I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a generational thing, but more and more people who are younger than me and you uh, <laughs> find it find it very easy to express themselves through these through social media yeah. without having any substance so that's where that pluto comes in for me and you sun pluto we both right. recognize crap and lies and we we yeah. reckon, we have a laser laser right. for that quickly quickly just like that you know i mean if yeah. we are if if we know if it's our object of interest or subject of interest if our it's our right. topic we know you know, because I would never know about economy or so, some other things I'm not trained in. Right, but when it right. comes to something that we know, because of that Plutonian uh, energy in us, we we are very rooted in our subject matter, and we are not going to be able to tolerate any crap. You know, so right. I, <laughs> so, I so do, back to telling me where to find. The I real do stuff. tell I do tell my clients. I send them articles and I teach them to go to something called astro.com. Astro.com is right. the best source of knowledge, but it's not easy to grasp that knowledge because you do need right. a little bit of understanding of mythology and all the names that are right on that website. So all the authors that, that, that send articles there are in the academia. So whether they're, you know, right, doctors in right. history, in psychology. And so there it's, it's a, it's a different level. However, they do have a more basic, um, 
And I think they have a subscription as well. So if you subscribe, then you get this daily, daily guidance. Daily, right, you know? right. And mm -hmm. it's written in a way that is palatable, is, is okay, you can understand it. Um, and it's definitely in comparison to social media and what's out there on YouTube and you can't much can't better, eh? like much better. It's, it's 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 very sad. I have, I have to do this because I, I wanted to say this for a long time now when you asked about couples and, and compatibility. So your Venus right. is 28 degrees Libra. My sun is 28 degrees Libra. Sun Venus in any relationship means best friends. Really? So, so when I saw your chart, when I when I said send me your details to have your chart, and I saw that Venus, I I was like, wow, it's so interesting that me and him we didn't connect and we didn't actually connect like closer because right. my son in Libra brings light and highlights your Venus in Libra, which is love for knowledge, um, interest in anything that is. Libran, aesthetic, beautiful, right. Right. harmonious. So in our relationship, my son brings light on this love for things you, you, you hold into yourself, which you may, not, you may not be triggered in it by other people. So, you know, the, the things you love, the things you value are highlighted by my son. Now, your... Venus helps my son because Venus by itself has this gentle, loving quality. So from all the planets of the Zodiac, we want a right. Venus transit. We want a Venus planet. We want, we want someone with Venusian energy to touch our planet, our chart, because it brings softness and gentleness and, and you know, like that sweetness. Only Venus can bring that sweetness. So... Mm -hmm. There is a beautiful, um, a, right? You know something. How it communicates. Yes, how right. it communicates, and this is just one thing in our chart. You know, so that means that you can't escape me from now. <laughs> exactly. So we should have more conversations. And why do I say conversations? Because it's Libra. Libra is about speaking up. You know, Libra yeah. in the in the books or in um, in whatever articles, it's they, they say it's about aesthetics and balance, and it is. But the truth of it, or the core of it, not a truth, the core of Libra archetype I is think to speak fairness, up. Right? Mm -hmm. mm. If not we bring mm -hmm. if we bring an Aquarius in the pain in the in the conversation, they are gonna speak more about fairness than me and you. Right, 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 right. And the right, same right. with confrontational. We're non-confrontational in the books. The, I know exactly. I say I'm selectively confrontational because if, if it triggers me, if it's something I'm passionate about, then I will speak up without apology. But generally, I stay out of the way. <laughs> okay, so remember that balance thing with Libras? In any situation where Libra feels there is an imbalance, they are going to counteract. So they may be seen as the one that is actually confrontational because what happens is they balance, they mediate. Yeah. So if someone, let's say everybody would be supportive of Trump in a group, Libra may be the one that says no to Trump because there is this need for balance. 
you know right. so it's interesting yeah. how um i don't really adhere to the idea that libras cannot are not confrontational i i don't know of that too much because libra is a yeah. is a cardinal sign there is a lot of leadership in it and the leadership has to do with their thought process and the way they communicate you know may yeah. they may not um they may not show aggressiveness but they definitely show assertiveness yeah i may have to come to you one day <laughs> <laughs> i know right look at us look at us going to become best friends and now i'm trying to book a therapy session <laughs> that's hilarious and that's also an interesting thing cuz i well you said you live you kind of live it's a part of you so it doesn't really turn off apart from with your family but for me like with traditional medicine i often have to set clear boundaries between sometimes how how the two mm-hmm. interact which i think is easier to do with traditional medicine than probably what you do mm-hmm. um and there always did these jokes about people and their therapists becoming very close mm-hmm. i mean those kind of jokes but in traditional medicine i find that i have to be so very careful of how the lines cross mm-hmm. matter of fact sometimes i don't even want to see friends yeah at the fear of I don't know risk of complication and how that may affect the friendship. Um complication aside just you just don't want to to disrupt the friendship. You also have uh Saturn Neptune like we spoke and Saturn in Virgo and you need very clear boundaries. For you it's Oh boy, they come. They come in yes. the boundary king. Yeah. So for you the the clearer the boundaries the better it is for you to to feel aligned and okay with yourself. Yeah. The funny part though is how we interpret what we do as people. So I'm sure your interpretation through the chart would be very different from my interpretation through the chart. I mean in general because I felt like growing up I didn't have clear boundaries so people could always kind of and then as I grew older I become became very firm about boundaries. But I also think I set them because I feel like there's a little addictive tendency in me. The side of me that's a little wild and crazy. So if I don't set them it's actually to protect myself mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. doing something that I don't want to do if the boundary is not there while sometimes the person thinks the boundary is for them but the boundary is mm-hmm. really for me. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes. And it it is like that. It's a I don't even know if it's a paradox but they do work like that and we I think you are very aware of the fact that the boundaries are for you but we there are not many people who would understand that they may think yes I put these boundaries for me but they don't know in what way they do it like right, it's, right 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 it, it's right. very complex it's it's complex i mean i mean a great one for human humans is is a sexual like sexual boundaries yeah. like if you know you're attracted to someone and you you do the things like what a dating column would say which is like meet in public places have a daytime lunch you know don't don't bring them over to your house <laughs> you know don't drink alcohol which sounds really basic on the surface but if you know yourself well mm-hmm. it's actually way deeper than that because mm-hmm. you know that if you create a setting that can facilitate more that you may be weak yeah and falter yes so you set these boundaries to protect yourself yes so alina where can people find you on the internet anywhere where can they find you? they can find me on social media on um, instagram alina apostol and my website is alinaapostol.com 
Um, but I do write it on Instagram about um, the astrology of the time, like daily right. transits, full moons, new moons. And I do have lives uh, on every season. Like this week, I'm going to have a um, very good live. I know it's going to be very good. With a, good, with a friend, with an Aries friend. So um, every season, every new sign, right. I invite one or two people who have strongly that sign and I know their charts. And every right. time I see someone with at least two or three or four planets so strongly in that sign of the season and I'm going to have, a, this week is going to be Elena Lynch, which is a strong Aries and that conversation right. is going to be very dynamic I know it I'm, for sure <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be very dynamic um Aries very Aries so I'm on Instagram and there is a lot of stuff in my posts and on my website and I also have a podcast it's called living astrology um, and right. I do record every month and I speak about the month. So in maybe tomorrow night, I'm going to record for April. And I talk about, for... you know, the energy in April, what days are good for what. I think that's very okay, useful. Right. Yeah. So the month to come. The month to come. And before you before you go, tell me about what this real full moon in Libra means. Since we, well, I mean, when people hear this, it may be, may be gone. But I still want to touch on it. What, what does it really It's mean? actually very good to look in, inside to see what happened. So the last two days, two or three days, and even today, the energy was strong. So normally a full moon in Libra talks about or shows evidence around relationships and balance and partnership. However, this one, a, a, a full moon is when the moon in the sky is in opposition with the sun. So the moon reflects, absorbs the light of the sun. So what happened, the sun was next to Venus, a planet of love mm -hmm. and what we value, mm -hmm. and next to Chiron, which is our woundedness, our scars. So these, these three days of the full moon were not so much about relationships, but they were around, it was about seeing something very wounded about what we value or what we love. So it was yeah. a combination of love, maybe relationships, and woundedness and scars. And if you if you look at what emerged in the last two, three days on social media, especially here in Jamaica, it was all yeah. about the missing girl who was who was uh, right. abused and killed. Right. And yeah. um, you know, everybody was was writing about violence against women and supporting women. And so it's very interesting that this exploded under this full moon in Libra where you know, the planet of love and women, feminine, which is Venus, was next to the sun in Aries, which is an energy that, that, that wants action, fast action. And it, it can also show aggressiveness, but also Chiron in Aries, which shows unwoundedness, woundedness and scars and, you know, something that that is not, it's not acceptable. It's not, we don't want to look at it. You know, we, yeah. we shy away from things like that. So this this full moon highlighted that. And in everyone's life, if we are honest, we we may have seen these two or three days, or we may have seen something that could have 
gone into a space of woundedness or maybe we've done some work that prevented that from happening right. you know so there are cases and i know from people who message me these days about this full moon how they saw their scars and they didn't they they were not reactive about them so they were able to to stand in that libran awareness rational awareness right. and not be impulsive which is very aries but you know there so it was about yeah. seeing something that that had to do with windiness and healing and the things that we value are are they really it's almost like are we living our values or are we not living our values because if we we all say we do but if we would do would 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 so many bad things happen if we would actually live our values right you know? right exactly it's more like pre wow. but not doing so it's it's complex with this full moon but um it's interesting yeah yeah. Well, Alina, you've just proved to me that we've only touched the tip of the iceberg, which means that <laughs> this is, um, I mean, hey, you studied tons of years about this and I've read and done many courses. Um, the depth of knowledge you have cannot be um, even touched in an hour. Um, but thank you once again. And we will have to talk to you again. We're just going to have to have another conversation. I would love that. Any awesome. any theme you pick, astrology can 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 take you there Definitely. all right I'm, I'm game i'm game thank you for being on talk truth alina you're it was my welcome. pleasure you're welcome it was lovely let's do this again yes thanks bye don't forget to follow us on social media at TLKTRTH, that's Talk Truth, without the vowels on all platforms. We do have TalkTruthJA.com, spelled out T-A-L-K-T-R-U-T-H-J-A.com, that's our website. And feel free to send us an email at TalkTruthJA at gmail.com. As usual, this is Talk Truth, a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Until next time, guys. Peace. <laughs>